Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole. Oh, leaning into embracing, being with, allowing for the wholeness of life and all that is entailed in this adventuring of a lifetime. So the gifting of unconditional spaciousness of unconditional love and finding beauty so I remember you know like Forrest Gump is one of those iconic movies and, and my youngest son has been drawn you know to, to watch some like movies that are known to be really um, iconic in their time you know so most recently he watching the Truman Show and, and then I've wanted to, where possible, like watch with him. So we did watch the Truman Show together, and then um, watched also. So yesterday, um, watched Forrest Gump, and you know, obviously there were parts that stood out for me, and I knew it was a very emotional film. But oh my lord! <laughs> in 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 rewatching it, I just found myself at a certain point just like weeping and being so cracked open that the tears just flowed oh and some a bit of like heaving crying just yeah wow and some as a friend asked me afterwards like if what really stood out for me um you know if, if there was sort of one central thing and initially Gosh, I just felt so um, overcome by the movie and the intensity that an intensity that you know, I place a touch now compared to before that I was just sort of <laughs> coming back. <laughs> like, oh my God, you know, if you have one of those bags, those vacuum bags where you can put linen and, and sheets and stuff in and you can suck all the air out. And so it makes it really small. Um, but then there comes a point when if you want to use the stuff, you know, you kind of let in the air again. So everything expands. But it's very contracted and it takes time to sort of get back to its shape, you know. Um, or some of these sometimes places like Ikea or places where you order beds or mattresses and they come all rolled up and folded up. And then they take time to sort of like come to their fullness. So I just felt like, yeah... Um, I had a whole bunch of things, and as things sort of settled, I guess kind of the one thing that really stood out for me was because of the sort of innocence of his character. It's like he gifted all the people in his lives, from Jenny to the sergeant, who initially was actually very angry with him, for saving his life and coming back then as a man who didn't have two legs. And he never, when all these people through everything or when they said things or as their experiences, it's like he just loved the people in his life. And there were never remarks of judgment or getting into arguments because of the places people were in and, and the processes they needed to go through themselves to sort of heal and and come to a place of wholeness around stuff and then just presence and gratitude for life and the people around them 
And that's sort of what stood out for me the most of like the magic of just holding space without making stories. Because his character didn't have the ability to sort of make stories. So he was very genuinely and um, naively like present to people. Um, just seeing the potential for seeing their good. And, and yes, there were moments that he felt, especially with Jenny, sort of, you know, like, like hurt. Um, there's a moment where he asks, like, don't you love me? And then I, I'm like, I'm a simple man, but like, I may be simple, but I, I know what love is. Um, but yeah, what is, sure, that spaciousness of unconditional love and um, just allowing everybody's individual process and knowing, just being there, being there for them, even not physically, but energetically holding space. It was very beautiful. And I found it the complete antithesis. So a friend of mine, in terms of not making stories, she reads, she finds um, therapy, great therapy in reading stories and um, just as in like escapism in a, in, a, in a healthy way, you know, just a break from things that she may be dealing with and facing in her life. And sometimes the stories can be really tragic and very moving. And one of the ones she shared with me recently was, just didn't go into a lot of detail, but just sharing that there had been this couple and the wife had been ill, and then I think she got malaria, and it really affected her a lot, and um, she even lost her period, and she had to, she went somewhere to recuperate, and it put a lot of strain on her marriage, and when she came back, because um, she, she was getting healthy again, and her periods returned, but the return of her periods brought back a lot of emotional, hormonal imbalance, and a lot of emotional sort of extremes, and um, so it was challenging again, on their marriage, and and then unbeknownst to her, there's sort of a thread running where um, her husband is contacted by an old friend who'd married, like, one of his best friends, and that guy had died, and there was some pull that this old friend, like, felt like she wanted to see how this guy was doing, and she wanted the connection, and he may also have known details of how her husband died, so what lands up happening is because of a series of events and how it all flows out, the current wife, what she may see and experience leads her to believe that the husband is having an affair, which is the furthest thing from the truth. And how the opposite of like Forrest, where he just naively like didn't make stories and just took people at face value and sort of gave them the space to go through what they needed and come to places of wholeness and making peace. So this wife through her own creating of the story to such an extent that she lands up committing suicide because she's convinced herself that her husband is having an affair. So it's this complete opposite extreme of, um, yeah, because here was this woman who'd been friends with her husband from long ago and they'd been in the same friendship circle and had married his, one of his best friends and all of it was just part of her healing and process and had nothing, nothing to do with an affair. Um, yeah, but just the, the danger of the stories that we can make. Whew. And in closing, I'd mentioned about the finding beauty and I'd great Braden on a recent thing I was listening to was talking about 
of healing, that sort of power and, and value to beauty and that it has an aspect, a healing aspect to it. And uh, there's stories about how like Mother Teresa um, and the people that worked with her, like in India, they would go to these places where there were people called the untouchables who were like so sick and so ill, but they also they were like totally sort of thrown out, disregarded by society where they were living in like the gutters and amongst, in like the sewage and the stench and the feces and she would go to these places and find these people and take them back and bathe them and dress them in white clothing so they could feel some sense of dignity and, and wholeness and beingness in their last hours or days and stories of how she would find like daisies like blooming in amongst the putrid environment and she would focus on and celebrate the beauty of the daisy and draw strength that there's strength that's drawn through finding the beauty and the message of finding finding the beauty it's always there not a case of there not being beauty in horrific and traumatic and devastating situations but remaining open to perceiving it and allowing that beauty to give us strength and also one thing that he shared in the talk which I found very beautiful was I think from one of the Tibetan monks an idea that the more kind of devastating something is and the more it has the potential to respond with retaliation and retribution and dehumanizing of the other the more it demands of us to dig deeper to find that place of compassion to find that place of commitment to not closing our hearts and to finding an anchor to compassion to seeing through a compassionate lens, even if it means taking action to protect oneself. But the intention, the energy of it is one from a place. If you do have to take on the energy and embodiment of a protective warrior, that it's from a place of compassion, deep compassion, as opposed to retaliation and retribution. So on this note, precious hearts, is to allowing for spacious, unconditional love, feeling and not manufacturing stories and for holding on and knowing that there's always beauty and finding it and allowing it to give us the strength and digging deep and deep to find the reserves and that connection to be motivated through compassion even in times of being Present, grateful adventure and gracious heart.